the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Come and draw from the well of salvation. Be made clean, let him wash you in truth. He is the fountain of living water. Come and be made new. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. He can refresh you in the desert where your sin left you lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Come to Him, dear sinner, and drink.
Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I have a question for you. What do you really want? Now, be honest. Don't blow me off and say, oh, I want a new car. No, I mean deep, dig deep. What do you want? What do you want? And are you getting it? That question was a favorite question of Jesus. What do you want? One story tells us he was in Jericho, traveling through, walking with a crowd on his way to to Judea. It's found in Mark at the 10th chapter. They came to Jericho, his disciples and a large multitude And Bartimaeus, the blind man, was sitting beside the road begging. After hearing that it was Jesus, the Nazarite, he began to cry out and say, Son of David, Jesus, please show mercy to me. Well, people told him to shut up. Stop it. Be quiet. We're trying to hear him. But he just cried out all the more. Son of David, please show mercy on me. Jesus stopped. And he said, call him. I want to talk to him. Call him. So they called the blind man saying to him, you must take courage, rise. He's calling you. Then having thrown off his garment and having stood up, he came to Jesus. He had no doubt in his mind that he would see again. That would be the only possible way he would find his his garment again. Jesus having answered, says to him, what do you want? What do you want that I might do for you? Lord, that I may see again. And Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately he saw again and was following Jesus on the road. I'll bet he was dancing as he followed Jesus on the road. He could see everything again. I don't know how long Bartimaeus had been blind, but certainly long enough that it caused him to become a beggar. And I'm sure as he sat on that roadside begging, the inside of his heart was crying. 
It's no fun being a beggar, and it's especially no fun being a blind beggar. I want to see again. Well, let me show you another place. It's found over here in the book of John. John, the first chapter. John is is aware of who Jesus is only because he was told the one on whom the dove comes down and rests on and does not leave. That is the Messiah. That is the Lamb of God. That is the one who will take away the sin of the world. This is he about whom I said, a man is coming after me who has been before me because he existed before me. You know, time-wise on the earth, John the Baptist is older than Jesus. But John is saying, no, he is much older than I am. John witnessed saying, I've observed the spirit coming down out of heaven as a dove and he remained upon him. Now, you can deal with Jesus and the promises of scripture at the very elemental level as did as did this blind man all he wants is a change in his physical condition. He'll be a happy camper if he can have his eyes opened. Some of you will be happy campers if you can just have the pain removed from your body or the disease removed from your body. But please recognize your faith will be very effective in that with Jesus if you go to the promises of scripture, Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, command this tree to be removed into the depths of the sea and it will be removed. And if you believe without doubting, it will be done for you. You don't do it, it will be done for you. Well, that promise is a very precious one for me. I've used it many times. I'm now spending time, a great deal of time, with that promise regarding what I want right now. But I'll speak of that in just a moment. I had not recognized him, John the Baptist said, except the one having sent me to baptize with water, that one said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit coming down and remaining upon him, this is the one baptizing with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I testify that the man, this man is the Son of God. That is, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So I ask you this question again. 
Consider who we're speaking of now. Jesus Christ, the Messiah of the world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It doesn't matter whether you believe that's true or not. It's true whether you believe it or not. In other words, your your agreement with this doesn't matter eternally for everyone else. It only matters eternally for you. He says, I've seen him and I have testified that this man is the son of God. Now again on the next day, John had stood and two from among his disciples having looked at Jesus walking, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speaking, and they followed Jesus. But Jesus, having turned, and having seen them following, says to them, what do you want? What do you want? Why are you following me? What are you seeking? That's a question that every person who has any interest in the Messiah of the world and believe the veracity of John the Baptist, as you come to Jesus, his first question to you is going to be, what do you want? What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? It's kind of a nonsensical answer to his question. You would think they would have said, we're interested in knowing whether you are the Messiah. Or, who are you, Jesus? Tell us about you. We're interested in you. But no, Jesus jumps the gun on him and says, what do you want? And so I come today asking you the question, what do you want? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you an intellectual follower of Jesus Christ? Are you a cultural follower of Jesus? Or are you a heart, mind, body follower of Jesus? And these two men have have obviously been told now what they really want to know, even though it's hidden. Where are you staying? We want to go with you. And he said to them, well, come and see. Come and see where I'm staying. Well, they spent the afternoon talking together. I'm sure they were tired. They'd probably spent all night out on the lake fishing. Peter, at least, had spent the night. Andrew, Simon, 
They went and sat with Jesus. Now, I wish I knew what Jesus said to them in in this incredible conversation that must have gone on. Because Jesus connected with them. And then they left Jesus and went out and began to gather the disciples together, saying, we have found the Messiah. What they wanted was the Messiah of the world. Do you recognize that Jesus Christ is the Messiah of the world? And their heart was first and foremost concerned about the coming Messiah. They had no idea what that would cost them. And it cost them their lives. All of the apostles were martyred except John. But this is where it began. Your life can begin a whole new turn if you will simply ask yourself, what is it I really want? And some of you listening will be so deep that you'll say, oh, I don't want anything. I have everything I want. Some of you will answer, I want a girlfriend. I want a, a boyfriend. I want, my, I want my guy to ask me to marry me. I want a new large screen television. I want to go to dinner tonight. Oh, I want to go to a very nice restaurant. What do you want? It's such a vital question because it will the answer to that question will direct you to heaven or to hell. Are you so cheap and so shallow that all you're concerned about getting is something in the physical world? Or is there... Now, please don't get mad at me. Some of you are pagans. I know that. Some of you don't go to church anywhere and okay. But in the depths of your heart, is there any urging to take steps toward finding out where Jesus lives, where he stays? be honest with you that's my first question jesus where where are you staying i want to come and live with you <laughs> i'm tired of where i live and twyla she'd love to come with me and we just as soon transfer out of this world and over to the heavenly realm we we'd be happy to do that tonight because that's where we want to live. I sometimes answer people. They'll say to me, Pastor, what's your address? And I'll say, Revelation 21. 
And they look at me like I'm crazy. But that is my home address. There is a a holy city there. It's called the New Jerusalem. That's my that's my address. That's where I'm headed right now. I'm I'm on a journey toward that holy city. I want to go live with Jesus. Is there any part of your heart, please, please be honest with me. Is there any part of your heart that says, Pastor, that's where I want to go. I want to see the river of life flowing from the throne of God. Pastor, I want to see the tree of life as it spreads out and overhangs the water. I want to see the golden streets. I want to see God. I want to see Jesus. Is there any part of your heart that says, yes, Pastor Ray, that's what I want too. All right. What are you willing to do to get there? You can't want Jesus and 10 other things. This journey to heaven is a solitary journey toward the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is being established now on this earth, but it's not very recognizable yet. It's going to become much more recognizable. So, you say to me, all right, Ray, what do you really want? (laughs) Well, I've already shared part of what I want, but I'm now going to share the second part of what I want. I want revival. What is revival? It's where the presence of God comes into your house, into your church, into your neighborhood, The the presence of God comes in and dwells among us. And the first response that begins to flow out of our hearts we want to confess and get right with Jesus. We're tired of our sin. We see how wicked we've been. We see how we have played with Jesus, how we've been cultural Christians or we've been pagans, but we want more than that. Now, the last part of what I want, I want Jesus to heal my legs so I can walk again. 
and I want Jesus to heal my leg and walk again so I can be effective in ministering to beautiful, beautiful people who say, I want Jesus. To people who say, I want revival. To people who say, I've got to get right with Jesus, Pastor. How do I do that? I've got to leave my sin. I've got to walk holy before a holy God. I was told I didn't need to walk holy, that I was covered by grace. No, grace is not a blanket that covers you. Grace, according to the book of Titus, teaches you how to say no to ungodliness. Grace is what brings the blood of Jesus to you and washes and and purges and cleanses you and gets you ready to go to that new Jerusalem. I want to be a part of helping people get there. I fell and broke my hip now almost six months ago. It has been a very humbling experience, a very painful experience. It's taught me to wait upon the Lord. And he told me, wait upon the Lord. And then he said, the Lord will carry you through. And I want to bear witness that financially, the Lord, these six months, the Lord has been carrying this broadcast through. And I'm so grateful to each of you who's helped make that happen. Some of you have simply poured out your wealth. Oh, I didn't think it was wealth, but yeah, it was wealth. And then the last thing he said to me before this took place, he said, Ray, enter my rest. Well, I really studied what does it mean to enter into Jesus' rest. And if you'll look at that carefully in Scripture, it means stop your life. It means stop. It may mean quitting your job. It may mean moving. It means stopping. And then it means get yoked up with Jesus. Get yoked up with Jesus. If you want to be a member of the kingdom of God and you you desire to be in that beautiful city that I described, I'm sorry, I can't even talk about it without crying. If you want to be in that city You're going to have to serve Jesus now. You're going to have to decide that, yes, there is a a portion of my heart where I feel the call of God. And I've only been a part-time Christian. And I've gone out and lived like the world. You're going to have to make a decision to go full-time with Jesus. Jesus. 
You're going to have to decide, are you going to cut your ties with worldliness, with the, the flesh, with the devil? Are you going to still continue your, your games, all of your entertainment? Are you going to still continue the foolishness of your life? Are you going to finally say, Jesus, what I want is you. Jesus, what I want is you. And to live with you eternally in that kingdom above. I want to be a part of that kingdom. I want to serve in that kingdom, Jesus. You can make me a doorkeeper. It doesn't matter. I'll be a janitor. I'll I'll clean the bathroom. I don't care. I just want to be a part of the kingdom of God. So yes, I'm standing by faith that he will heal my hip. That he will assign me a place with those who are full-time workers in revival. Oh, you notice what these disciples these early ones, they just went out and called others and others came and said, we found the Messiah. Hey, here's a deal going on. Come on, join us. Well, I want to say that same thing to you. Stop going to work and pretending you're a pagan. Stop acting like you're just a part of the world. Stand up, be a Christian. Invite with great compassion and love men and women, boys and girls to come and, and join in the fellowship of Christ. Wow. What an incredible privilege has been offered to us. The blood of Jesus scrubs us up, cleanses us from all uncleanness, washes away our sins, fills our hearts with joy and peace, hope, Trust. The world won't give you any of that stuff. The world will give you lust, cynicism, anger, bitterness, lying, cheating, stealing. I don't want to be a part of that world. I'm done with it. I'm out of it. I want to be a part of the world where it's, it's love and joy and peace and patience and long-suffering. Oh, that's where the joy is. So, what do you want? If you're a pagan, you've probably already turned this off unless you really have been sensing the call of the Holy Spirit in your heart. About 45%, the stats are, of people who listen to this station are not affiliated anywhere with Jesus. I invite you to come and be affiliated at the National Prayer Chapel. If you have to move, move. It's interesting. My wife's name is Twyla. And I, I really like that name. 
I smiled the first time I heard it. I won't tell you the story today. It's, it's pretty long. But let me tell you that she listened for quite a while to Pilgrim's Progress. And then she began sending large donations to help cover the cost. She said, I have to have integrity. I, I, have, to, I have to give and be a part of... And she wasn't wealthy. She's retired on her husband's... What do you call it? Money you get for the years worked. She was a a widow for 28 years. And as she listened to this broadcast, she said, this man is speaking the truth. He's not playing games. I want to be a part of this. She lived in, in Wisconsin. I'm sorry, not Wisconsin, Washington. That's even further away. And she made the decision she was going to move and be a part of National Prayer Chapel. Didn't matter what it cost her. Didn't matter anything except I'm going to go be a part of that. Well, she didn't have the money to move here. But she said, I'm going to come. And she began to pray about it and say, Lord, would you open the way for me to come? I want to be a part of this church. It's going to be a revival church. And today she's here and she's my wife. And I love her with all my heart. We're on the journey to heaven together. That's what we want. We want Jesus and we want to be a part of his kingdom and we want to be a part of those who are helping win the hearts of other people to come and follow Jesus. That's why I'm on this radio. Did you think I was here to teach you theology? Wrong. I'm here to call you to follow Jesus Christ, to lay your life down, to lay your money down, to lay your family down, to come and follow Jesus. Hmm. It's not easy. But she found the power in the name of Jesus to do exactly what I've described. Well, you know what? I want to spend the rest of the time with you in prayer. I want to talk to Jesus about you. Because I know the Holy Spirit has been moving in many of your hearts. And you're hearing the call to follow Jesus wherever that might take you. It brought Twyla to this church, but it may not bring you here. The Holy Spirit's in charge. And I also want to take some time and pray for your healing. Some of you are like me. You need healing. 
Is that what you want, Jesus? Dirk, one of our listeners, just wrote, I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, being like him in death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Oh, Dirk, brother, you're right on. I want the same thing. So let's pray. Lord, I know the first question you ask. What do you want? Lord, what I want is for you to pour out your Holy Spirit on Washington, D.C. I want you to pour your Holy Spirit out on this city, the greater metro area, for I know it will soon be under a very painful judgment with death and destruction. So, Lord, today we ask, please, Would you send forth your Holy Spirit? And Lord, I ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon me. That you would heal my broken body. That I could participate with you in this beautiful move that you're going to make on this city called Revival. Lord, I pray also for my wife, Twyla, who's dealing with some very painful health issues. She also needs your Holy Spirit poured out upon her so that she too can join me in this work of revival in Washington. Now I pray also, Lord, for other men and women like Dirk and Dee, other men and women who first and foremost want you, Jesus. They want to know where you stay, where you live. They want to go with you to heaven. They want to be a part of the new Jerusalem. But Lord, they also want to be a part of this great revival movement that you've promised me will come. And Lord, this is not the great raw, raw revival. This is the humbling of heart. This is the repentance. This is being made holy by the blood of Jesus. This is humbling our hearts before you and before our brothers and sisters and coming before you in that humility, admitting our sin, confessing, and being washed and made clean by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I know that's what you want to do with all of us. And I ask that you would do it now. I ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to be poured out now upon this city and in my life. 
I ask now that the Holy Spirit would go out and begin to bring the harvest in of men and women who know they need you, but they've been resisting you. That you would come and call after men and women who are basically pagan, but they've been drawn to listen. And there's something that they want from you, Jesus. They want your forgiveness. They want your cleansing. They want you, Jesus, and they don't know how to get to you. Lord, please. We've got to leave religion. And we've got to come to know you, Jesus, as our Christ as our Messiah. So Lord, I pray you will break the religious bindings of every American in Washington, D.C. And that you will bring now them into the presence of the Almighty King, into your presence, Jesus, that you'll begin to pour out your Holy Spirit upon this nation and upon this great city of Washington. Lord, I've, I've served in this city. I've served you in this city for over 50 years. I love these people. I love this city. I want to see salvation poured out over this city. I don't want to see the destruction that you've told me is coming. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, would you come in power? And, Lord, there are people. There are people in this city who also have broken bodies, who have cancer. who have very dangerous diseases. Lord, I pray right now that you'll begin to move on the hearts of these people, on the bodies of these people, that they will see an immediate change as you move in power, Jesus, to heal them by your Spirit. I ask that the gifts of the Spirit would be fully poured out once more on the American church. Lord, I see that the American church has been in rebellion for quite some time and have turned to wickedness, entertainment, social clubs. They've built themselves beautiful edifices, but they don't win anybody to you, Jesus. They win people to a social program. They win people to a financial program of getting rich quick. But they don't win anybody to the crucified Christ. Lord, I'm asking for you to change this. And I'm asking, almighty God, for those dear men and women who are in bed, get up and walk who are broken get up and walk 
in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I say this with faith because I'm sitting broken in this chair for the radio. I can't walk. But I'm standing by faith that we are going to be healed and restored in the name of Jesus Christ. For you rule over all sickness. And when you came, you healed everybody who touched your garment. Lord, I've come to touch your garment right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I don't care if people think I'm foolish. Heaven is my home, not Washington, D.C. I'm just a traveler. This is a temporary place while I move on toward heaven. And Lord, I know every person who is not healed here and now, who gives themselves utterly and completely over to you, will be healed on the other side. Lord, thank you. I come by faith, Jesus. Faith in you, your faith, Jesus. Now, Lord, I want to pray for another group of people. There's a group of people who are so downcast by life circumstances. They're so burdened down by finances and relationships. They're so burdened down in discouragement. I'm asking if your spirit would come now and quicken their hearts and put your arms around them and hold them close and love them that they would know you love them and that you will carry them and you will deliver them. Lord, there are some who've been so hurt by others, by a husband or a wife that has deserted, by children. Lord, there are others who are so sick of heart that they don't know how they're going to make it through this day. Lord, I'm praying for them right now that you will send your Holy Spirit to them and that you will encourage them and lift them up and let them know that you love them. Lord, thank you. Thank you. I pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. And I want you to see and meet Twyla. Twyla, put your face down here where we can see you in the camera. Yes. 
a wonderful woman of God given to me as my wife. I didn't find her. Jesus sent her to me, and we'll tell you that story sometime. Okay, I know you don't like the limelight. I'm glad you got to see the beauty of her face, the presence of God on her face. So what do you want? Will you make a decision? What do you want from Jesus? Will you let me know? I'm going to wait to hear from you. I want to know what what you've decided today. I don't need to know right away. Take time. Think about your decision. Pray about it. But I can tell you, you are loved by Jesus and by me. We're a family. I know some of you are in California, some of you are in Idaho, some of you are way out in Washington State. But I want to tell you, I love you. We are partners in the faith. Some of you are in Michigan. Some of my special dear brothers and sisters are in Michigan. Port Huron. So please make a decision today about what you really want. Do you want the fullness of Jesus? I do. I'd love to hear from you. You can write to me at National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. That's National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia. 22195. You can also go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com. Nationalprayerchapel.com. Ed Pugh is the one who keeps track of that and puts it together and does an awesome job. I'm very grateful for his constant work of ministry, it's consumed his life. And that's a good thing. His wife's song is also very helpful to him. They're partners in the faith. Well, I'd like to invite you to come to the National Prayer Chapel. Uh, we have Bible study on Thursday evenings at, at 7. Uh, we also have the worship service on Sunday at 10. We actually start praying at quarter of 10. You're welcome to come. Just come to the door and walk in. Go to our webpage to get all the information you may need. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. I pray you will 
give our broadcast on YouTube a thumbs up. Uh, We have people who deliberately try to destroy our YouTube ministry. But we give them to Jesus and pray for them. Lord, I ask as we close this broadcast for your Holy Spirit to come and move with power to confirm the words that I've spoken today to your people. I pray, Lord, that you will look with great mercy upon us, that you'll look with great mercy upon Washington, D.C., I know your heart is open to this city, that you have many people yet to be saved. So I pray before the calamities come upon us, before this city is nuked, I pray, Lord, that you'll prepare your people either to escape or to get to heaven. So, Lord, Look with tender mercy upon us. All of our trust we put in you. All of our hope we put in you. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless. Before the presence of his glory with great joy, with great joy. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless. Before the presence of his glory with great Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.